Are we about ready? Yeah. Ready, Santa. Okay, Let's go do ahead and do your intro in five, four. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast within thousands of thousands of other film podcasts, but it's not a critical thing. I'm not going to throw numbers at you with Kaz. It's just us answering the question, so did you like it? I am Squaring. I'm joined always with Kaz the Hilarious. This week we are tackling Kingsman the Secret Service, directed by Matthew Vaughn, based off of the comic series uh, The Secret Service. This is a spy film with some British comedy to it, with just like the story of a boy with a rough path, uh, like with a rough upbringing, becoming a super spy. Huge IQ, great performance in the Marines, but you gave up. Drugs, petty crime, never had a job. Who are you? Your father saved my life. Dean says you're fair guy. Boys, I've had a rather emotional day, so whatever your beef with Eggsy is, and I'm sure it's well-founded, I'd appreciate it if you could just leave us in peace. You should get out of the way, Granddaddy. You'll get out. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? Then let me teach you a lesson. And I gotta say, this is my favorite go-to, just like, I'm gonna put on an action movie. I'm going to shut off. I'm going to have the best time. And you're just going to watch The Adventures of Egg. The Adventures of Egg. I love that they just named a main character Eggsy. I think it's just like beautiful that they were just like, all right, we've got a we've got a hot young man. He is buff. He knows parkour. He can steal cars. What is this boy's name? Egg. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> the I boy's mean, name is Eggsy. His name is Eggsy, but he's the egg. I've never seen the movie before, so you get my raw reaction when I'm like, when, as a boy, as a grieving boy who lost his father, Colin Firth goes to kneels to this kid and is like, "Hey, take the smell." You know, I'm very sorry. Your father was a great man. This and that, and he says goodbye to Eggsy. And there I am, going like, "What a dork ass name! What's his brother's name? Bakey." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude but I, tragic I, I moment. no dude it's not bakey it's steaky they like it a little bit more hearty over there don't You're right don't sorry. don't come at them like that sorry it's my crude american ways i have to have the bacon <sighs> i don't blame you it's so tasty just like this movie just like this movie so i really like the opening of this movie i think it sets it up really well because you get that first like situation with like what happened to Eggsy's dad, the fact that like they were taken down like this like terrorist insurgency and uh, Colin first character like fucks up or his name is uh, Galahad and doesn't realize the uh, interrogee has a grenade in between his legs and Eggsy's dad pushes him out of the way and dies to save everybody. And we get that sweet opening with him apologizing to the wife, but she doesn't understand because she can't be told anything. And uh, Eggsy gets the medallion from him, promising a favor as long as he calls the number on the back and says, Oxford's not brokes. Uh, but then, like, the the situation, like, that happens, like, what, like, 17 years later or something like that? Yeah. And we are 
in like this snowy area and <laughs> Mark Hamill has been kidnapped or Mark Hamill is playing a character that has been kidnapped. And like we get this like cool <laughs> like, like sequence between him. You, had, you had to correct it. Like no no oh, sorry, they didn't kidnap my actual Mark Hamill. <laughs> it was yeah, sorry, my bad. He was but like I was really character. loved that uh situation between him and his like kidnapper where it's just like, No, we're not gonna hurt you. Would you like some scotch? I have a Delmore sixty two. Oh, this whiskey. It'll make you shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, we both work in the liquor business. I would be excited for a Delmore sixty two. Oh, I would lose my shit, dude. I would be like, just like as a puppy, so excited to just get a taste of this. Like, please, please give me this Dalmore 62. I don't know if you ever got to try the King Alexander. That shit is superb. Oh, of course I tried that King Alexander. Oh, Hell talk yeah. about a smooth scotch. Just like this movie. Segway back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's like the ring at the door because, of course, it's like a dun, 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 dun. Because... Everyone's an asshole when they knock on the door. And you gotta do a shave and a haircut. We have a man in the snow, not wearing like snow clothes, but a fully tailored, beautiful gentleman's suit. And then totally kills everyone in the room besides Mark Hamill's character. Just crazy Gunkata moves before Gunkata is created in the future. Oh, right. That was Norrington, <laughs> right? The Captain James Cap- Norrington of Pirates of the Caribbean, our boy, the spy that lived 17 years ago to start this opening mission and yeah. then kill a bunch of people. And he grabs the Dalmore scotch. It's great. He drinks it a meat or smells it just like some wafts. It's like, Ooh, Dalmore 62. Yeah, like you get over from the smell and shit. My God, what a jerk I want to be that confident in my liquor abilities. Just be able to be like, yes, that is a Maker's Mark 101. Thank you for pouring this for me. (laughs) This one was made back in 2017, I believe. Oh, Oh, is this a 1972 ancient age? (laughs) Sir. (laughs) Wow, man. I guess bourbon drinkers will slowly evolve to be douchebags, too. They're already douchebags, dude. Oh, man, don't tell me that. (laughs) Mm, I think you know. Uh, Anyway, so after Norrington, Lancelot, his spy name is Lancelot, uh, fully wipes out this people, tells the professor that Mark Hamill is just like, hey, got you. I'm going to get you home. There's another asshole knock at the door of the dun, 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 dun. Because no one can knock like a normal fucking person in the world anymore. Mm. And it's like you see an outline of someone and like Norrington's about to open the door when this woman comes down slices him in half with blades on the end of prosthetic legs which is cool as shit even though it rip up all the upholstery and carpet and wood (laughs) just terrible for housing all together cut your grass for cheap like catches the scotch without pouring a drop because everyone can do that because they're super cool either spies or bad guys pulls out a bunch of sheets makes the professor hold them and just starts like throwing like sheets over bodies now just like i gotta clean up real quick like no one can see this and then samuel l jackson comes in drinks the scotch says hello to the professor boom opening title sequence and okay so you know what's really cool about that opening scene in the comic that this story is based off of the opening sequence is the bad guy kidnaps the actor mark hamill 
Are you for and real? The bad guy's name is Doctor Arnold. So in the movie, Mark Hamill plays Doctor Arnold, who gets kidnapped by the bad guy. That's amazing, right? Like once I learned that, I every time I see that opening scene, I'm just like, I love this. This is smart writing. Mark Hamill had to be in this, then. that's amazing. Yeah, and he was so up for it. He was so happy. Oh, really? These are those types of movies that like he he loves to do. You know, I hate to disappoint anyone who's listening before listened before, but I'm not the comic book guy this time around. I've never read Kingsman. I've never seen Kingsman until. Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know much about the comic book. One thing I do know is that uh, the character uh, Giselle, the one that has the prosthetic legs with the blades, her character is actually was actually a like large, like a large man. No, oh. pl- in that. Oh with, no, like, I prosthetic totally like this version that they have of her. Yeah, and um, actually, even crazier. Before they uh, casted her to play Giselle, it was actually still written as a main as a male character, and they wanted Oscar Pretorius to play him. Who is that? The uh, Paralympic Olympian from, I believe, Australia, who had like all those stories about him, uh-huh. and then later shot his girlfriend in a home evasion. Cool, Jesus Christ, dude! Exactly, it was right. what. And then, like, even crazier. I know this is gonna get weird, but like. It was a sick turn of events, too, because, like, in the movie, she shoots someone through the door, and that's what happened with Oscar. Jesus Christ. Well, I know. Was, it's weird as shit. That's, that, there's our, our dose of not-so-fun facts. No, not-so-fun uh, facts, but this I, was, like, weird trivia that I was just, like, I learned that after this viewing and was just like, what the fuck? This is, like, that crazy stuff you hear about, like, oh, during the exorcist, like, someone was possessed, and you're like, What? And they broke the shit out of uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton? Linda Hamilton's back. I, I believe um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, I, I remember just... I don't remember the name of the actress. I remember uh, looking her up because I was curious to see if she was actually paraplegic, and she's not, and I was nope. like, oh, well, that would have been cool if they actually yeah. got someone. Remember she was the uh, girl that played the mummy in yeah, the Tom Cruise mummy? Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But even then, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck her uh, leg looks like. Right. Her feet right. look like <laughs> in the mummy. They're bandaged. Uh... CGI some feet on her if they want, but I, I was just I was curious, and I thought that would have been cool if they actually got uh, someone who uh, actually had that going on. Actually, I really like that you brought up characters, uh, because one question I wanted to ask you is, like, how do you feel about Eggsy as a main character? Uh, he's fun. He's, he, uh, he's elevated beyond uh, your boring main characters that are usually just pretty milk toast. He has personality, mm-hmm. and I think given his, like, kind of rough around the edges, like, poor upbringing... It also gives him like uh, a more interesting motivation, um, you know, because he, he yeah everyone else is like kind of uh, especially if you look at Colin Firth, he's like the typical like James Bond. He's very suave, very unflappable, uh, and very competent thing. Uh, and then we have our main character who has to learn to be good, but also once again he's like the rough around the edges kind of like a, he's not prim and proper. He's no Charlie. Uh, he's no charlie uh and and so that i think that gives it a i think that makes him a more compelling character actually i like a i like egg i I like egg i love how um to introduce him the first thing they do is like all right let's have him steal a car yeah (laughs) and not only does he steal a car he does 16 donuts in the face of the dude that he stole the car from which is so ballsy as shit love it and then Oh, just to make it better, does the whole chase sequence driving backwards because, duh. And then just to make sure you know, this guy has a heart of gold. A cat jumps into the road. 
and he'd rather crash the car than hit a cat. Which would have totally fucked up his back and neck. I gotta say, go doing that backwards. <laughs> um, at, the, at, the, at the speed they were going, the fact that like no one had whiplash, yeah. these are superhumans in the making. Yeah. That actually, uh, I'm gonna be honest, that's, that set like a bad precedent for me because I was like, oh, look, he's like so amazing, so good at everything. Look how he could just effortlessly do this skill that's almost impossible for like just a regular ass person to do and i was like oh okay so we're gonna show he's he's instantly great at everything and he's gonna be the best prodigy spy ever and i'm glad that wasn't the case but in my head i'm like oh okay they're either gonna do that and or it was gonna come back and he was gonna have to like drive backwards uh (laughs) later on in the movie and none of that happened and i'm very glad but after that just to make sure that we still learn a little bit of eggsy Eggsy gets arrested after letting his friends go off because, again, heart of gold. Never be a snitch. Snitches get stitches. Eggsy lives by that. Do or die all the time. Uh, He gets arrested. Won't shout out its mates. Calls the medallion lady up. The lady's just like, I don't know who you are. This line is for, like, private stuff. And it's just like, Oxford's not brogues. We'll be with you in a moment. And then straight up, out of prison. So crazy. That's when Colin Firth graces us with his presence again. I would like to bring him back, because you brought up the uh, the fact that he won't sell out his, his bros, and uh, that's something that comes back. I, also something that also comes back in kind of a minor way, when you're talking about how this lady was put, uh, throwing sheets all over all the guys, and we brought in Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson goes and talks to, uh, goes to talk to uh, uh, a Mark Hamill, and he tells him, like, yeah, can't even see a drop of blood. If he does, he'll just hurl. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so he's very squeamish and he has a lisp oh by the way originally the character wasn't supposed to have a lisp but after uh samuel jackson told matthew vaughn he had a lisp that he overcame they kind of snuck it in there just to like again just one of those things to make him a little bit more to stand out a little bit more as the villain for some reason i uh, I originally didn't like it at first. I thought it was really distracting. I was like, okay, it's Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson is just Samuel Jackson. It's hard to see him in any role and not just think Samuel Jackson. Um, by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I like the lisp. Go with the lisp thing. Like, I thought, I thought it was fun. I really enjoyed Samuel Jackson in this movie. I think he's great. I love his like squeamish attitude. I mean, he's great in anything. Uh, it just like you see, you see Samuel Jackson always as this like badass character no matter what he does and with this one he's still a badass billionaire but in a sense it's just like you just love to hate you just love him in a sense you know you hate that you have to hate him yeah like his goofy characteristics kind of make him slightly enduring though i do not i think he's a terrible terrible like person oh, of course um <laughs> it's it's a typical it's a typical villain thing of like i'm right and this is gonna solve all the issues it's like the it's a weird thing that like you would have dork comic book people or losers who would watch the movie and be like Thanos was right <laughs> yeah we should call half the population it's like no that's really fucking stupid <laughs> I love how like we've taken the we've taken the numbers or like we've uh, calculated all the numbers and like apparently to like fix all of the world's problems it would take like over like twenty two billion dollars or something like that like. A- it's like a crazy amount of money but like this guy definitely has that amount of money and instead it's just like nah dude i gotta murder every part of the population except like a couple thousand cool people that i'll kick it with for being rich 
I mean, how much did he sink into those free chips he gave away and linking it to the satellite, the programming? And all, all the pollution stuff. coming from the satellites and all the pollution coming off the cell phones with his chips. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much money did he sink into doing this plan? He probably... And how much did he make the world worse with this plan? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of awkward conversations after his, uh, after what he uh, halfway did. With <laughs> so apparently there's like another hole in the ozone layer. Oh boy! Oh, I mean, just there's gonna be a lot oh of awkward boy. conversations after his little program goes off. <laughs> Especially if like, oh, you know, certain people are gonna go for other people first. <laughs> you know, there's like specifically like spiteful people ran across the city in their rage state to just go find a specific person. I don't know how rational they were able to be in that <laughs> they moment. They fought it enough like, just to be like, fuck you, Dave! But like, could you imagine even afterwards the repercussion of someone using that as an excuse? Like, oh, I, I, I don't know what happened. I was still stuck in that weird, like, my phone must have done it, you know, like... <laughs> you know? How many people are going to be able to use that defense all over the world? Ooh, sorry, bro. My phone made me do it. Yeah. And you know, like, there was enough time for a few people to be murdered. So it's just like, ooh, yeah. a lot well, of yeah. therapy going around. A lot of therapy. Already people, like, a couple of people were probably, in fact, murdered through that. But could you imagine, like, after the fact of someone maybe, like, I mean, once again, you said maybe, like, trying to target someone. And the whole program ends. People get their rationality back. But someone just, like... Fuck it. Full tilt. I'm already in it. <laughs> it just keeps beating on people. <laughs> it's like, no, Greg, stop. This chip doesn't work. And it's just like, it just leans in, goes in deep, and it's just like, this isn't about the chip anymore. <laughs> it never was. <laughs> it never was. I told you, that last ice cream sandwich was mine, Dave. <laughs> oh, I ran from the bar to this beach to get you, Dave! It seems very specific. Are you going to be okay? Are you and Dave going to be okay? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, this that ice cream seemed really important to you, and I, I am sorry for... Your feelings are valid. It was important to Greg. Please don't come it after me. To me. It was important to Greg. Were you not paying attention? It was about Greg. <laughs> uh, Wait, Kaz, have you stolen an ice cream sandwich with me? Not... Not me? that I know. You son oh, of a gosh. bitch. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, After? Okay, okay. So, playing off of Eggsy, though, with, like, after the whole being arrested and everything, Colin Firth takes him to a bar. And I wanted to ask you, uh, just, like, what did you think of the, like, actual exchange between the two of them at the table? Oh, and him and Galhead? Like, their conversation with each other. Eh, I don't know. I didn't think anything particularly special of it. It's just kind of one of those exposition, like, little sit-downs thing. They, they sit down, we have give more plot, and he explains all this stuff. Um, while still showing that he's got, like, cool, weird gadgets and shit. Um, well, afterwards. Afterwards, he shows his cool gadget. Uh, I don't I don't want to jump ahead of what you might be going into. But, like, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a little exposition dump. Sometimes you got just got to take a little bit of exposition dump. I just bring it up because, like, one of my like just favorite small moments of the movie is just like when Exit goes on that long tangent about just like you think you're so better, much better than me. It's like think about what I what we could have done if like we had a silver spoon shoved up our ass, you know. Just like and those like thugs come in that work for like Exit's mom's boyfriend. Step. Yeah, I was like step. I don't even want to make that assumption. Yeah, either. And uh, yeah, I know I don't think so. And either. of course, this is the guy that like he stole his car from and. uh Real quick, 
uh, Galahad just goes like, and are these more of those individuals that would do well with a silver suppository? And Eggsy's argument immediately breaks. Just like, no, no, no. These guys are different. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Just like, no, I'm sorry. I'm so done. Like, let's just get out of here. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, of course, Colin Firth kicks some ass. What follows is manners maketh man. And he beats the tits out of these guys with an umbrella. And what did you think of Matthew Vaughn's like action sequence style? I could uh, keep track of it way more than when we watched our King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. <laughs> I could tell what was happening. Hey, man, it wasn't in 3D. Yeah, well, guess what? They had Kung Fu George. Does this have a Kung Fu George? I don't think Lancelot was Kung Fu George. But no, no, no. But it does have a Merlin. It did have more than two seconds of a Merlin. And I love Merlin in this movie. Mark Strong as Merlin is awesome. Merlin is just like, so Eggsy gets like recruited into this secret service organization, but like he can only become one of the members if he passes through like the testing phase with all these other potentials. And uh, their teacher's name is Merlin since everybody's named after Arturian legend. And oh my gosh. He is so great in this movie. Oh, I wish this guy was my teacher. He's the greatest tech bro, or like the the greatest like tech guy. He's the guy in the chair, and he's also apparently a damn good wingman and a gentleman. <laughs> he is everything you need. Everything you need for your like, I run all of the science and education part of this secret agency. It's awesome i love the moment where like one of the tests is like parachuting and uh they're oh, all like was so good oh it's so cool like they're all that... skydiving and they have to like make it into this like the the kingsman k emblem on the grass yeah they got the lz as like this kingsman symbol and they have to like not uh eject their parachute too high yeah it has to be like low um, out like you have to be to like on it. it's like close to the ground uh skydiving yeah. just or parachuting just so you don't get you can come in low at night yeah and oh my gosh just like the fact that merlin's just there's like everyone's like doing flips and everything and having a great time he's just like yeah having fun but a kingsman thinks under pressure like what would you do if one of you don't have a parachute <laughs> and everyone immediately freaks out he's just like drinking his coffee just like i'm a damn good teacher yeah and everyone's freaking out they're going for it and they're like uh well one guy i don't remember his name but he like pulls the shoot ahead of time get a fucking rufus i think it's way the fuck ahead of time fucking rufus um what a douche (laughs) um so then eggsy comes up with the brilliant plan where like everyone like circle they grab together in like a circle and uh like one person at a time and then the person when the last two are left uh Whoever's parachute doesn't pull, they grab onto the other person. Yeah. Uh and just hold on. Uh but like fucking Charlie does it out of order like an asshole. Fucking Charlie with his chiseled features. Fucking Charlie with his chiseled fucking jaw. Uh, chiseled nose. Uh, anyway. <laughs> chiseled ass. God Charlie. Uh so Eggsy and Roxy, who like Roxy is the MVP of this movie. She is true Lancelot. Roxy's MVP. I'm gonna say it now, dude. She is. The, yeah. She deserves being Lancelot. And like, I'm gonna say bitch shot her dog. Oh, though. So good. Anyway, so like they're like <laughs> that's that's a bit of an issue I oh, carry yeah. with me. So still. like they're 
I know they explain it and say like, no, it's okay. We'll get it's there. Okay. We'll get there. We will talk about it. We will talk about it. So they're like grappling together, like trying to like latch on so they could pull the cord. And finally, Eggsy's like you see Merlin just like like tense as hell, like watching like their uh like the distance until they like hit the ground, and he's like mm. spills his coffee like ah oh, shit, you know, and Eggsy uh, mm. pulls the cord, fucking they make it, it's beautiful. Uh, he Merlin pulls Roxy's cord, pulls Roxy's it was cord. her parachute. He doesn't have yep. a parachute, um, and uh, we he, they survive. It's great. We cut to when Merlin is in front of them. It's just like, you two, you guys are not in this K. You're not in the Kingsman. So pack up, go home. Rufus gets sent home for pulling his chute too soon. And the other three make it to the final three. Then Eggsy being the fucking like, just, oh my God, I've got such a huge stick up my ass Uh, uh, type of character. The aggro bro. Just goes aggro and just like, "Uh, excuse me, why am I the fucking gimp for this experiment? Am I not good enough? You think I'm not going to be like, he's like, no, 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 no. If you got something to say to me, you come and you whisper it to me. And then, like, just, just like, don't make assumptions. And just, like, pulls his cord, shoot, falls out. And just, like, I just said something. You're the dumbass for assuming I meant it. Yeah. It's like, yes, Merlin, I want you to be my teacher. Please teach me everything you know. They all had shoots. And I thought that was a great fucking moment, dude. That was awesome. Um, We also... It's just... Because, yeah, to show these tests, like, they and they believed him, and they did a good sh- job of showing that they would should believe him if that was a threat kind of thing, because they're like, you know, when they first get in the academy, it's like, oh, they, they would kill us. That's just a scare tactic. Like, you know, none of us are going to die here. And then the first test they get is they fucking flood the room. Um, and then, like, as they're flooding the room, like, they're trying to figure out, like, what the fuck do we do? Uh, fucking uh, Egg is, like, gonna, just like, why don't we just try the door? What's wrong with the door? And then fucking Charlie with his chiseled sharp mind was like, we got to make a, we got to make like an air thing with like the toilet, whatever. So they grab the pipes, put the, you know, stick them in the toilet and they're able to have like basically infinite air. Um, well, damn you, Charlie, with your chiseled <laughs> tactics. And then, uh, you know, and then eventually they find out like, oh, hey, look, we were able to break the window. They break the window and they're all considered a failure because they let one of their teammates just kind of drown in the corner. She freaked the fuck out. No one went to go help her. She just, I don't even think she woke up um, until after the... Oh, no, she was awake. No, she was was awake. Like, I don't know if she woke up until after the whole room was starting to flood. Because, like, yeah, you see her in the background when when uh, Egg goes to, like, open the door. And she's just kind of floating there, like, confused. Like, she didn't seem like she knew what was happening at all. She um, was, like, yeah, flailing around trying to figure out what she yeah. should do. Like, just, uh, you know panicking like anyone would do in that yeah. situation i so, would be fucking freaking out yeah me too i'm not a strong swimmer and i can't i smoke too much in early in my life to be able to hold my breath long <laughs> but yeah it's like, yeah well, so, i'm going to die yeah so they uh they show that like oh yeah you can die in this fucking training camp it's fucked up man and then yeah so, so i just get love a threat that like after- that from merlin uh, I just, you I just love after like they've killed someone and it's really sad and everyone should die next day in the morning. All right, to make sure you bo- build teamwork and have like good sense of direction, everyone pick a puppy. Yeah, and, I- <laughs> and you just see like a pyramid of like cages with a bunch of cute puppies, and it's just and like they pick the cutest cool. <laughs> fucking puppies you've ever seen. And I looked at you and I said. Oh, this isn't gonna th- be a thing where they're gonna have to kill the dog as like their final test or some shit, is it? 
Tell me we're not gonna kill the dog. And he's like never seen the movie at this point, so like I was just dead quiet, just like Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> Spoiler alert, their last task is shoot the fucking dog. <laughs> and so <laughs> And I love how like one of the problems Eggsy has with his little pug is that like yeah. it won't run. When it's with a him. puppy. So he's just like, Come on, I can't hold you and like we've gotta run. I'm not gonna be last he like even yeah, he's like, God damn it, JB, I will shoot you puppy pug. <laughs> He's like fuck, just like shoves it yeah. in his like bulletproof vest, like weighted vest. Just starts running with it. Just you just see this little pug head down. popping out, just like that bouncing pug. with right. him. Pugs are like ugly as shit, but that pug was cute. <laughs> I stole a pug. I'm allowed to say it. It's okay. Those things breathe like shit. <laughs> you 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 know when a pug is nearby. I don't want to blow out the mic, but yeah, that thing sounds like it's ready to fucking just die when it breathes. Uh, and so, yeah. Of course, Charlie choose Charlie with his goddamn chiseled German shepherd. Yeah, I know. That fucking chiseled shepherd of a dog. <laughs> and, shepherd of a German dog. And uh, <laughs> we, get to the end, well, we get to the end of their training boot camp. And sure enough, last thing they have to do is shoot the dog. And he's there staring into that fucking pug's eyes. And it's like, it's supposed. To, I think it's supposed to look at him. It's supposed to be like really like with his big old pug eyes look really sad and all that stuff. And then um, it just looks like a happy dog. Like, it just looks like it's happy. And it's just <laughs> like he's looking into its eyes and he just can't. He's pointing the gun right at its head. He just can't do it. So he aims the gun at Michael Caine. <laughs> Which is, I guess it's a normal reaction. Like, Michael Caine or a dog, I'd probably choose a dog, even though I love Michael Caine. But let's let's not pass over the second to last test. Oh, you're right. Which is, they are given a picture of a woman and they have to get information with from her. So basically, it's a seduction mission. And like, goddamn, Charlie coming in with his chiseled negging tactics. <laughs> but oh, then, man. like, Roxy Boy, comes in. Boy, were those negging tactics <laughs> chiseled. Jeez. And, but just like, one of the things, though, is uh, I love that Roxy immediately comes like, oh my God, I can't believe he's negging you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, classic tactic, this and that, whatever. And then Egg just shows up and he's like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's happening? And he's just like asking. Oh no, he doesn't even do that. He's just like, man, this champagne tastes weird. Yeah. And then he's just like, and then fucking, fucking uh, Charlie with his chiseled bitterness is just like, hey, look at that weird tactic he's doing, eh? He's trying to get you interested, and we all start talking. All the focus is on him. You want to get his attention? Everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? What? And like, even even Eggs is just trying to be like, no, I'm literally saying like. This champagne tastes really weird, man. And then they all pass out because it was drugged. What's really great is like, so she, the person they're trying to seduce gets a phone call and this guy comes up just like, there's an easier way of getting someone home with you. Oh, right. right. Like Rohypnol. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, uh, could you repeat that, please? And then they all pass out. But like, I've seen that dude, guy from. I've seen exactly. That actor I'm like before. looking this guy up right now because like I've seen him before. I know I'm playing have. a weird skeezy guy in that too. Exactly. It's just like that one guy was just like, man, if you ever want a guy that looks kind of skeezy, he's the one. Like looks that he just looks like he needs to him. wash his hair. <laughs> yes, he did look like he needed to wash his hair. But anyway, after they wake up, they are just like tied to a train. Fucking tied to a tr- like Eggsy's tied to a train track. He's just like, Eggsy, what the fuck is Kingsman? Just straight up, like, 
straight up you're being questioned about this organization a train is coming at you you gotta make a choice right here bro like am i gonna snitch or not of course it's fake it's it's not it like there's a little thing he survives but we've already proved that egg will not turn in a bro so he doesn't give up the kingsman never has never will snitches get stitches forever but dude Damn you, Charlie, and your chiseled fucking coward tactics. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie, the billionaire who's about to die, is just like, no, fuck you, dude. I'm worth something. Like, like, just spills all the secrets. And it's just like. (sighs) So they got to kick him out. Billionaires, man. They got to kick him out, man. They got to kick him out. My father will hear about this. Charlie with (laughs) his chiseled billions. (laughs) Like Merlin's just like I expected more from you. He's like, "Fuck you, old man." <laughs> I'm Charlie. So then he gets kicked out like a loser. But we we find out that in the end, like Eggsy doesn't win or doesn't yeah. become the Kingsman because he can't shoot his dog. Only for Colin Firth to be really pissed off and tell him. And Roxy could. And Roxy could. That makes me like Roxy a little yeah. bit less. I know it's a part of the thing, and it turns out it's... Yeah, well, you Colin Firth say, reveals like, it was a blank. A... It, they weren't going to kill a dog. Yeah. But, like... Because a... Mr. Pickle was not killed. He died of pancreatitis 17 blanks years later. Blanks can kill, though. <laughs> like, we can't just say <laughs> blanks as if it's yeah. a instant shield of, like, yeah, no one's ever died from a blank, or a blank couldn't possibly kill someone. That's not true. And you never see Roxy's <laughs> dog ever again. Ooh. You're right. We never do. And there's a sequel. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing that dog in the sequel. <laughs> I have. I haven't seen the sequel. Oh no. Uh, I'm very disappointed to see Colin Firth is in the in the poster for the sequel. Oh, but like switching back to Colin Firth storyline. First off, I really love when he meets the bad guy, like Samuel Jackson's character Valentine, for the first time. Like they are having a a dinner of Big Macs and like 1942 like Bordeaux. The Bordeaux aside, what was it? I think. Uh, oh no, they were talking about Lafitte. It wasn't Lafitte. Oh 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 um, oh no 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 he no no they're they're drinking a 62 Lafitte. Uh and uh Colin Firth says next time do Twinkies and a 42 something and it's just like wow that's some rich people bullshit I've never yeah, heard that yeah. before but like oh man with the me- with like these rich people meeting and he provides them with just fucking McDonald's I was having like fucking Trump flashbacks with the fucking baseball <laughs> team I'm like ooh boy ooh, this <laughs> Was really accurate, eh? I don't know if that happened first, if the movie happened first, or if real life happened first, but I was like, this is some jerk-off reactions here. I like a Big Mac as much as the next one, but you don't bring someone who you think is supposed to be like a leading person in, what, what was he? Who was he describing himself as? Was he going and also trying to be like a... Uh, just like a, a a billionaire from like old real estate money. Like he, he has a lot of... He, his like cover was like he had a lot of old money and like real estate and other tied up It's markets. like, okay, I'm not going to say anything that's really like classist or anything, but it's like you want to try to impress someone if you really want to make a good impression. Unless they specifically are going like, yeah, shit, McDonald's, my jams. All right, shit. Easy enough for me. Um... Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's got maids. It's just like, you think I'm going to have a black truffle on like some sort of beautiful gold leafed burger? Fuck you. I can get some McDonald's and secret sauce. <laughs> or no. What did Valentine say? Like, ah, Big Mac's a good option, but the McDouble or the double cheeseburger with secret sauce is where it's at. It's just like, 
I think you eat too much McDonald's, man. Isn't that just a Big Mac, but without the lettuce and extra bun, then? Exactly. It's what makes that scene a little bit more funny is that's the poor man's Big Mac. Oh. Or it's just like, wow, the poor man's Big Mac with a 62 Lafitte. What the fuck am I seeing right now? I'm, I'm going to call it out right here. That extra bun, pointless. Get rid of it. You don't <laughs> need that much done. bread. Get rid of that extra, extra you need, bun. And look, Big ask Mac. yourself this as you're leaving the McDonald's line. Do you need that many carbs? <laughs> Is this bread just filler? <laughs> that's that's what you're worried about after you get your Big, your Big Mac? Yeah. Like, this is just because they're like, oh, it's it's just so we can make it seem like it's a bigger deal or bigger food than it is. Come on. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's, sir. I fun. can tell you it was a waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is bringing out some, like, hard hard feelings for kids. I still, Let's move on. I still, when I go where I drive through at a McDonald's and you hear, like, the because, like, there's a, there's a noise that those sodas make. When you ever, time you pour a soda, you could hear in the back the sodas make, like, a kind of sound. I hear that every time, and it brings me back. And I'm like, no, Papa Ronald, please, not another soda, Papa Ronald. What do you mean do we're out of Sierra Mist, drop, boy. Papa? Do not spill that drop, they don't. boy. Sierra Mist, they, they, it is Sprite. I have told you this over, say, boy. Say, Just they, whips they your hands. They do Coke products. <laughs> Ronald McDonald comes out, whips your hand for getting it wrong. <laughs> no, Ronald McDonald doesn't get his hands dirty. He sends Grimace. <laughs> Oh, no, Papa. Not Grimace, Papa. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we find out that Valentine's big evil plan is that the world is fucked, so a bunch of cool people, either if they want to or not, are going to be saved after he gives all the other poor people free SIM cards and just turns up a frequency to make them just ready to just murder I mean, each other. It's all just rich people and people uh, and like leaders of countries, right? Yeah, like rich people, leaders of countries, influential people. No, like it, there wasn't a poor man's lottery. Like yeah. no one's going to find the golden ticket to Valentine's yeah. Cave. You had to get there on jet in like where was this? Like some ridiculous place. And like of course like he gets to everybody. So first off like after Eggsy fails, Colin or uh, Galahad is just like, I'm going to fix this when I get home, but I need to go deal with some shit, but I'm super pissed at you. Don't you dare steal my boss's car again. That's some bullshit kid. And then goes off to like Kentucky to go to a hate church to like attend a service because what else would spies do? Of course, it's because like he knows that Valentine's targeting this place and we get this 45 minute monologue of just pure hatred that's a little too real where you're just like oh yeah it's uh, it's that bigot church you know the one if you're listening you know the one and like (laughs) it just makes you a little sad that's just like it sucks how real this is yeah but then the best scene ever happens because first off he when he tries to leave she this woman tries to like and where are you going it's just like like what does he say like i am a homosexual atheist science like scientist who's going home to like my black have sex with his big black husband and uh so hail satan and have a good day and it's like yeah and that's a fucking proper goodbye to these people man that was uh, was awesome and then like so as she's walking away and she's like yelling hatred about how he's gonna be the cause of the end of the world or some shit like that uh 
the most cathartic scene of this movie happens where Freebird starts playing and like uh Galahad just murks some bad people <laughs> just some yeah because uh, valentine activates his like he doesn't just do it out of righteousness uh valentine activates the program at that point which gets everyone to uh to, to or everyone's phone because they got a free sim card to start playing the signal that sets off the brain to make everyone violent and i should say and i i should say i mean cathartic not in just like i have imagined taking down hate churches but cathartic in a sense that like it had been at least like I would say what forty five minutes since like the last like real action sequence of the movie, when like Colin Firth like totally wrecked uh, the like bar thugs, and like only for this scene to just dominate that one easily with just the most like balls to the wall action that I've seen in like kind of a comedy spy. Film. I'm gonna say it's a fantasy. It's a movie. It's cathartic to see these vitriolic, fictional, hateful people get fucking shit-canned as he just kills this entire bigoted, shitty church of assholes, racist, homophobes. It It was great to watch in this fictional (laughs) movie action where it was just, yeah. No, it was great. Oh, just the whole, like, this that slow-motion turn with the gun looking at her, just like straight up like i am going to murder this civilian i don't care it's fucked up well he couldn't care he was he was inhibited by the the signal of the chip like it's one it's like once again i say cathartic but also two he wasn't Mm -hmm. in he wasn't in the pilot seat very true well this this chip makes everyone fight each other exactly it's like a sort of kind of kind of situation where like i feel like even if you were taken over by that chip you'd still kind of feel some remorse because, like, it's still your anger. It's just yeah, but it, pushed it, it, to the it, limit. Inhib- it's inhibits it. Like, I he's not so, able yeah. to... Uh, I think they even say it increases aggression low and gets rid of inhibition. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. I'm, it's I'm the rage virus from 28 Days Later, but without the zombieism. You just go full ham, 100% hardcore just murder mode <laughs> dude i love how like also in this bigoted church like you see colin firth pull out a gun and shoot people and then he's out and it's just like oh man he doesn't have a gun don't worry seven other people in this church pull out guns it's kentucky <laughs> in like a backwards ass like small town seven people had guns. guns like eight people had like really like big hunting knives yeah. And then, yeah, he's just killing people with, like, just improvised furniture, other weapons he picks up from other people. The fucking pastor is the last person standing against him because he also (laughs) has a cutthroat attitude that will murder fucking people. (laughs) And he's apparently good at it. But Colin Firth is trained at it. Yeah. And that's what matters here. Training. Anyway... After that, uh, Valentine does kill Galahad, and it's it kind of sucks, you know, because Galahad was one of the best parts I, of the movie. Well, well, well. Like, no, I, I will explain it. Go for it. Kills Go Galahad. For it. No, before he goes and kills Galahad, the whole scene's going off, and Sam Jackson's monitoring the situation well, in that he's nearby while they're doing this short wave signal. Um, and then his assistant, I forgot her name. Uh, Giselle. Giselle. Uh, she's watching. She's like, "You got to see this." And because he's blood squeamish, she's just or squeamish towards blood. He's just like, Mm-mm, "I can't, I, I, I can't look at that. That sounds oh fuck, I can't that, watch this. You, you, you take that over." Sounds too violent. 
Oh, dude, I love the fact too. Where it's just like at the end of the like after he walk, call, Galahad walks out of the church, and uh, Valentine's there with a guy with a bunch with all these people with guns, and it's just like you, they talk about like spy movies. Like this would be the part of the movie where like I capture you with this, and I tell you my whole entire plan, and uh, I come up with some elaborate way to kill you. You escape, save the day. And he's like, sounds good to me. He's like. Well, this isn't that type of movie and like shoots him in the eye but then like pulls the gun immediately looks away starts throwing up just like oh my god and just was just like it's like is he dead it's just like yeah that's usually what happens when you shoot someone in the eye it felt good didn't it and he's just like no no it did not feel good are you crazy it's just like you just killed all those people that, no 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 they killed themselves that's the only reason this works <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what dude you can't come up with shit like that yeah it's it's the backwards villainy thinking man i don't think he shot him in the eyeball i think he shot him in the head because i think she said that's what happens you shoot someone in the head yeah yeah i thought it was the eyeball uh but so then you know eggsy goes There's back to kingsman and talks to arthur the michael kane's character the leader of the organization he's just like he's dead and he's just like i know like here, come talk to me. I'm gonna let you drink this scotch or this cognac with me to honor his memory. Like, you know, maybe I'll put you up for Galahad's replacement. You know, you're not supposed to drink this, but I'll break the rules this one time. And that's like what tips off Eggsy too, because he's just like, you know, Galahad said you'd never break rules, so yeah, that's it. what's up with it now? Yeah. And that's when he explains just like he sees the uh scar implant where like Valentine's big security measure is he puts like implants in them that he tells them like this uh makes it to where the inhibitor doesn't work on you or like the chip doesn't work on you but he doesn't tell them that it's also a bomb that goes off if they talk about what's going on yeah because he needs an insurance policy he needs an insurance policy so eggsy's already super like sketch about the whole situation and he tells him just like i'll let you join the new world if you join us just like like let you like one of the lower kind do it and it's just like oh but i was like i see it's just like what about those people there he's just like those are founding members of kingsman he just like of course eggsy just swaps the glasses because he knows just like i'm about to be poisoned fuck this old guy yeah this movie's not this movie does not bother with subtlety where it's like oh you know it's the uh princess bride of like what in the world is that and then he like switches them on purpose like they don't they don't hide it from you that that's what he was gonna do. They make it pretty obvious. Like they, you don't see him sh- switch it, but you see the like Brandy's now shaking, and you know for a fact that's what he did. There's that, and there's also it's like, oh, hey, look, we see that he's uh, that he uh... in a, in a movie that wanted to this to be like a subtle thing, we would have had that moment, but you wouldn't have been shown the uh, thing on his ne- neck. You wouldn't have had that weird pause of like Eggsy saying like, oh God, did you never break the rules? That would have come after he revealed, haha, I poisoned you a drink, and then Eggsy would have said like, I switched them you see when you said this and it would have had like a joseph joestar like explanation <laughs> and that's how it would have done it in like a movie that's trying to be subtle this one is telling you like oh no he gets it he knows and also i really like how Eggsy is now taught been taught like basically how to fit into anywhere he needs to be and purposely switches back to his cockney accent while he explains while this old man is going to die and michael kane just like in his beautiful fashion switches to cockney <laughs> for his death cries and it's awesome but like now now we're getting to the end of the movie we're getting to the final mission roxy gets involved because duh lancelot needs to be there because she's the best person around so it's eggsy lancelot merlin jet 
decommissioned Star Wars tech from Ronald Reagan's Star Wars era. I know. Yeah. I forgot that existed, too. I did. Yeah. That was funny when they brought up that reference. and Which was cool as shit already. But, like, I just think it was so funny. Like, what what, what was it that happened? Just, like, because he gets in, and he's, like, pretending to be Arthur. And, like, what is it that he has to do uh, that Merlin needs him to do? Like, something uh, get connected to the internet or something, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He needs him to go into the... He needs, he needs to connect to the network. Yeah, he needs to connect to, to the network in the bunker. Because it's, uh, I think... Connect to the network. It's 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 um, kind of secluded from everything else. It's a closed network. There you go. So he goes up to like this ambassador, talks to him, and is just like, oh, where'd you get a laptop from? I was just like, you know, I got special connections. Just like, do you think I can use it? It's just like, no. So then he uses one of his spy tech to like knock him out, jumps on the laptop, does some like crazy key movements, you know, like movie hacking shit. Merlin's in, starts hacking the system like crazy. When a knife gets like put to uh, Eggsy's throat, guess what, man? <sighs> it's fucking Charlie and his chiseled fucking knife, man. Damn you, he's Charlie there. and my, your chiseled my fucking <laughs> knife. And he's like, uh, of course, my family was invited here. We were sent here so we could, you know, survive after all this was happening. We mean something, just so you know. Mm. This chiseled bastard. <laughs> uh, of course, though, Eggsy uses her his little, like, pinky ring, electrocutes him, docks him in the face. It's awesome. Valentine recognizes him as uh, former Galahad's valet. And shit pops off. People are running. Guns are going. They're trying to, like, kill humanity. But roxy mvp with decommissioned star wars tech because i just have to keep saying that because it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard fires a missile at the edge of the atmosphere and blows up a satellite well one of the balloons is already popped man like well an atmospheric weather balloon popped why is roxy mvp like that not only will she like do what needs to be done. Maybe shoot a dog, but she can apparently <laughs> one balloon shot missile. And she's at the edge of the atmosphere, and she's fucking terrified of heights. Yeah. She's just like, you know what? I got to do it for the mission, though. So even though she's panicking, she's brave as shit. Anyway, Eggsy goes back to his boring-ass mission with a bunch of people shooting at him. <laughs> While uh, we find out that the whole system is with, like, a bio security system that Merlin can't hack. So now they can't leave. They have to keep his hand off the pad. Everyone's going to die. Everyone's shooting at him. Everyone's shooting at him. Eggsy's uh, umbrella has been torn to shit. So his magic spy umbrella doesn't work anymore. When like we get the best like dealing with side characters I've ever seen. Like, it was beautiful in that one moment where Merlin realizes, just like, oh, let me hack the brain implants. And while no, I think Pomp Egg and gives Cir- him that idea. Egg gives him the idea. Merlin does it. And then Pomp and Circumstance starts as we just see, like, the heads of the United States government explode. The head of the European Union uh, heads explode. Uh, everyone in the bunkers heads explode. Uh, everyone in the caves head explodes, including like you know people who were brought there as honored guests, as well as every guard. 
every guard's head explode. We see the ambassador's head uh, the earlier, just like the most graphic version where we get to see it blown to pieces. And just like, of course, it's not just like an explosion of blood, but just like painted, beautiful, colorful blood. And the reason why is not because of aesthetic for the movie, but now I've put it together. It's like, because if Valentine ever needed to see it, it wouldn't look like blood. Oh, that is funny. It would just look like a bunch of painted stuff, you know? And it all looks like fireworks. Exactly. Um, so he'd be able to watch, make sure it worked without getting sick. That's really funny. Because, yeah, he looks at like the all the people out there, and it doesn't look like blood. So he never has a problem like looking out and seeing all the people dead. Because, of course, he and Giselle weren't given the explodey kind. I also didn't really like the fight between Eggsy and Giselle. You didn't? I didn't enjoy it that much. I feel like they could have done something different. Like, I... I don't know. It, maybe it was like a. It was just like seeing the action sequences with Galahad. No, don't get me wrong, though. I love Giselle. It's just I really wasn't into Eggsy that much in that scene. Oh, well. Before he he does get there, because he has to get make it back to her. Um, before he gets back to her, he just hears a knocking at the door that he's trying to like post up against. Uh, <laughs> as someone asking, "What the hell's going on out there?" Oh yeah. Oh my god. That's and right. Then, uh, he opens the the little little gate thingy uh, the little win- window where you can talk to the person and you just see mostly the face and the eyeballs of the uh swedish princess i believe so yeah yeah who has been kidnapped long ago because she refused to go along with i think valentine's whole thing yeah um and so she was kidnapped and so she's just there like looking through um and he, you know he's like hey What's up? What's happened with you? And she was, or he's like, "Oh, aren't you that that princess that got kidnapped or whatever?" Like, I forgot. Eggsy is not smooth. <laughs> he's just like, "If I unlock the door, will you give me a kiss?" I've always wanted to kiss a princess. She's like, "If you unlock the door, I'll give you anything you want." I'll give you like, more than a kiss. Oh shit! But then it's just like, "Eggsy, you got to save the world." It's just like, "Sorry, got to go save the world." And then it's just like, "You." It, the funniest thing is just like she stops. Like, wait, you save the world? We do it in the asshole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. he's like just well, i'll be right back <laughs> i will be right back and i love how like he doesn't even ask for that but she offers yeah That's <laughs> just like, like as like i need to incentivize this man or she is just really needing some company i found out for yeah i mean she had been in there for a while yeah um i, I found out from reading like just this little bit of reading that i did afterwards apparently that caused like the biggest non-traversy of just a couple of journalist outlets of saying like this is the most sexist thing and like oh my god this one part ruins the whole movie i'm like <laughs> are you serious it's just a cheeky little joke yeah no one actually took any of like that seriously you either liked it or you're like oh that was a bit crude but like no one actually there weren't like real feminists out there just being like oh oh this sets women back it's like eh, it's just a Cheeky little joke in a funny little spy movie. Plus, I think it's also kind of subversive. To, well, not really subversive. It goes along with, like, you know, hey, look, um, James Bond kind of, you know, like, has sex with the woman for victory of this and that or takes the virginity and all that stuff. And this one is like, no, it's ass sex. <laughs> He's doing it right in the ass. <laughs> and I love how in this one it's just like, hey, he asks for consent, and he's a very, like, he listens, okay? James Bond, ooh, we can get into some dark shit with James Bond. <laughs> Let's not. Let's proceed to the end of the movie, where he goes and he fights Giselle, which I like the fight, because, I mean, its only purpose is to serve being visual, cool action, as well as, like, oh, no, like, Valentine is doing the thing. He's actually started the second satellite that was loaned to him by Elon Musk. 
Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because his name's E. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't, well, do they say? I just know they they just say like, oh, another billionaire who owns a satellite like lends it to him, and so in my mind, what would happen in the real world is, and so he's <laughs> activating the the thing, and so it's a problem. People are fighting around the world. Um, and then um, not only is it supposed to uh, showcase what's going on, but it, it needs to showcase a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, so we needed to um, we needed to stall time and show like why he can't just you know stop him right away. While we also show one what the weapon does, uh, and two show like oh no, like he 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 can't. Why can't our hero push the button or stop the button from being pressed? Kind of thing. I know it needs tension. It's just like I. I think the actress who played Giselle really performed the choreography beautifully. I just feel like Eggsy's, like Taron, who plays Eggsy, was like, he's been great throughout this movie, but he doesn't, she just outshined him, you know? Yeah, I think she's supposed to. He's he's new. He, he wouldn't, he, in fact, he didn't even make Kingsman. That is true. That it, it does put that in a new light. That's right. But it's just like, you see him doing all this other crazy stuff with the gun, like the crazy, like, tw- like, handless cartwheel while shooting the gun you know oh yeah like he was doing cool stuff and then out of nowhere just like this woman comes out it's just like yeah oh just the top tier like so like i don't know it just it goes back to the him feeling such a cop out with her death i was just like she deserves so much better it goes back to the 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 like the, the thing that i said where it was like oh hey look he so expertly can drive backwards and all that stuff like uh, it's just one of those the heroes have the um, the the like top tier skills until they don't kind of thing. I mean, it's true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but also, I thought it was pretty cool though when like he uses after he kills Giselle using, of course, the uh, foot blade, which has the fastest acting neurotoxin of all time. He takes one of her prosthetics, pulls out the blade, and like just throws it straight in his chest, and just to like make sure. They know that we knew that they were going to keep to their lore. Samuel Jackson not only grabs the blade, but makes sure he holds his mouth to keep himself from throwing up. But no, just chunks everywhere of what looks like corn and carrots and maybe some some weird, yeah, weird gooey green peas. Hey, at least we know he's not eating just McDonald's. Okay, he's getting his veggies. The man is getting his veggies in. Hell yeah! I just feel like it's good to know that about Valentine, and I'm very proud of him for knowing like. McDonald's is for uh, rich gala guests. Vegetables and like greens are for when you're at home by yourself. Hell yeah, man! It's just so Who beautiful. Knows? Maybe he's maybe he's having a variety of soups. And then so he saves the world. It's great. Only to just to make sure the movie ends perfectly, he does go back to that room. Merlin, being the best wingman ever, grabs, grabs some champagne and some glasses. Make sure it's not weird tasting champagne. And. uh Gives him the code to get in the room, and like that princess is waiting for him. And like, we see Merlin see what's going on, Ooh. just like, oh my, just uh, closes the door so like Eggsy gets his privacy. And then the credits start rolling. Yeah. It's just like, because yeah. he's wearing the glasses, and so you can see through Eggsy's eyes. And Merlin, being the gentleman that he is, closes. Can I also give you a weird random fun fact? Yes, please. The number to the code to open her door, if you look at a number pad. And you do the letters that are on the numbers, spells anal. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's lovely poetry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because it was 2625. 
which if you look at a number pad <clears throat> anyway <laughs> i think that's lovely <laughs> nice um and with, with that I wait with that, i have to ask you was your goal this whole time is to make me yeah. watch every movie about the Arthurian legend? No, I actually <laughs> forgot about that stuff. Because you made me watch King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. Now we're watching this, <laughs> whose name has Galahad, Merlin. Lancelot, Arthur. <laughs> it just makes you realize, just like, maybe sometimes people from the UK aren't the most clever when it comes to naming. <laughs> or they had a really good story and that's all they keep peddling. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, don't worry, they fix it in the sequel because, like, a little bit of spoiler, we find on the sequel that there is an American version of this agency and they're just called, like, champagne, whiskey, tequila, <laughs> beer. I hope tequila's Mexican. I hope it's Danny Trejo. Oh, it's Pedro Pascal. <laughs> That's pretty good, too, actually. You know what? I love so that. Great. I'll accept that. I will accept this. I have so, not seen this sequel. I think with that hopeful note about the sequel, we're going to go Saki ahead and Saki better be Kung Fu George. <laughs> we're we're going to start wrapping up here. Let's end this with the best question ever. Cass, so did you like it? I did. I did like this movie. It was a lot of fun. That two hours went by, sailing. Yeah, I got to I gotta say it's the same for me. Like I said at the beginning, this is one of my favorite just like comfort movies. I can come home to this any day of the week. It's like a warm blanket. A warm anal blanket. What? A warm <laughs> anal blanket. Before we uh, do our plugs, do you want to explain what's going to be happening for the next four weeks for March? Oh, yeah, March. We got a theme going on. It's going to be great. We both agreed to this, and we both gave uh... ourselves... A parachute so that we could back out in case we thought this was too bad of an idea. So, we're going to watch two Steven Spielberg movies and two, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Kubrick movies. And no, you that's not going to happen. Cord? We're going to actually watch a bunch I of bad so uh, John Travolta fuck movies. Oh we're going to watch the worst John Travolta movies uh, called, what was it? March. Travolta Mad? No, I don't remember what it was. I had a very clever name for it, which sucks. Anyways, we're going to watch Urban Cowboy. <laughs> we're going to watch uh, Battlefield Earth. We're going to watch Two of a Kind. Two of a kind. And then we're going to watch The Fanatic, which we are not looking forward to any. <laughs> hey, Kaz, who directed The Fanatic? Fred fucking Limp Biscuit Durst. I hate you so much, dude. Uh, it's none of us are gonna have fun. Everything's gonna be bad, and the little carrot at the end of this awful shit-covered stick is we're gonna watch the month after March. We're gonna watch Superman. Christopher Reeves. Oh I you'll believe people can fly Superman. So enjoy hell with us for the month of March. And with that, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash and twitter.com slash and Kaz is streaming with Second Respawn with Jake Non. They're at twitch.tv slash Second Respawn, the channel we're currently streaming on, as well as Second uh, underscore Respawn on Twitter. Uh, make sure you give them the follow. Great set of brothers who do some great content. Uh, but I think that's going to be it for us tonight. And all I want to say is... Sometimes British spies don't always make the best heroes, but eggs do. Mm -hmm.